Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. This week's Off the Vine is sponsored by Geico. Go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Extra money in your pocket? It just may be the most rewarding to-do you do today. Human, get your Super Grape Soft Chews at supergrapes.com slash vine and get a free 30-day supply with your first purchase. Best Fiends, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. And listen to your heart. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Pacific Time on ABC. Who's down with no TV? Who's down with no TV? Who's down with no TV? Podcast One presents Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. Caitlin is creating a space where girls and gents can feel empowered to be themselves. Get ready for lots of laughs, taboo topics, unfiltered advice, and wine. Lots of wine. Get ready to shake things up. Here's Caitlin. All right, welcome to Off the Vine. I'm your host, Caitlin Brissot. Today on the pod, I'm getting a chance to sit down with someone we all got to know on the most recent season of The Bachelor. She made a huge impression on all of us from her insane basketball skills to her fun-loving personality to her unexpected reunion with The Bachelor himself after the season finale. I'm very excited to hear about her experience. She uh, She's trusting me, so we're going to make this a good podcast and get to know her beyond what we saw on our TV screens. I'm a big believer in getting to know people beyond an, beyond an edited TV show that I love dearly. Um, so please welcome to the podcast, Madison Pruitt. Hi, Madison. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited. We're gonna have a great time. <laughs> we are gonna have a great time. We're here over Zoom. I wish we could do this in, in person, but this is life. Where are you quarantining? Quarantine life. I am quarantined in Auburn, Alabama. <laughs> oh, you're home. Okay, that's yeah, good. I'm home with the family, thankfully. Oh, good. Uh, so I have I have them here because I am an extrovert. So I would be struggling if I was by myself right now. So thank you. Are you really an extrovert? Oh my gosh, 100%. <laughs> oh, see, that's so interesting because again, you think you know someone from TV and I bet you think I'm an extrovert. Yeah. I'm not. Wait, seriously? I mean, I can be, I can adapt, but like, I I think over the years I've actually switched. I used to be, and now I feel like I'm more of an introvert, which is so crazy, but So are you thriving in this quarantine time? Thriving, like absolutely thriving. I feel like I'm in my happy place. I can work from home. I get to stay home with Jason and the dogs. I'm just like sleeping and just stay, I'm loving it. I'm like, okay, we're, you know, a couple months in now. I'm I'm ready for it to be done, but I'm also, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Okay. Um, so obviously we have a lot to, to get into regarding your season and thank you again for being open to talking to me about it. But you really haven't spoken out much since the season. I mean, usually there's so much press to be done. Um, obviously, it's different when two people are together and they go do the press together. But usually you're able to speak to someone or some outlets or do something. Um, so can you talk a bit about why you really haven't done any media? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I am really excited to be here um, and just share my heart and like you said show a little bit more (laughs) about me behind you know not a not a tv screen so uh yeah so I would say I 
I don't know. I came off of the finale and a lot went down, obviously, as you, as you got to see. And so I don't know. I kind of wanted to just take time and just honestly take time for myself and just focus on me. And when I, you know, decided I wanted to kind of address some things and, and speak out, I wanted to be in a really good place and, um, and just be feeling, feeling good and feeling like myself again. And so I would say that was kind of the main reason I didn't just kind of jump the gun and start, you know, with press immediately. I knew that there was just so much that had happened and stuff I just wasn't ready to quite talk about yet. I think it's really important that you take time to yourself and to process all of your emotions because a lot of people watch and think you're a character on TV when you're a real human being trying to navigate the feelings of love, heartbreak, all things that are really, really hard just as a human being, let alone on national television. So um, I think it's cool and important that you did that for yourself because if you're anything like me, I totally react with emotion and not logic. And if I give myself the time to process and and work through things, I can then speak with logic, which is what people want to hear. Although emotion, you know, that's fun and makes for good TV. But it's it's better to hear, you know, once you've had some time and you can really speak from your heart about all these things that you went through. So I love that you took time to yourself. I'm grateful that you were allowed to take time for yourself because a lot of times, you know, it's like, well, it's in the contract and this is what you signed up for and that whole thing. So I think. Uh, it's important. So I have so many questions. Like, like, how did you even get on the show? Okay. Yeah. This is a great question and a question that I've been excited to address. It's one that I've definitely gotten a lot. And honestly, I mean, I've asked myself that a lot, just, you know, why did you come on the show and, and all of those things. But, and I don't know that I have like the most perfect answer for it all, but I actually, you know, I had a friend who, who signed me up for the show. I had just recently gotten out of like a four year relationship. Um, she signed me up for the show in like December or something like that. And then I didn't get a call until April. And I had completely forgotten about it. I thought it was a prank call. I had no, I was like, what's happening? Um, and at first, honestly, I was like, no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> um, but after really taking time to, to think about it and talk with my family about it, uh, it was kind of something that I was like, you know what, I'm going to keep, you know, walking through the door as long as it's open. And, and until I get to the point where the ball's actually in my court and they ask me to come on the show, like, I'm just going to keep, you know, taking steps forward until I get there and then see, you know, kind of what I'm feeling at that point. And so I really took a long time to, to think about it. And it just was something I felt like I was supposed to do. I, you know, I didn't know what it was going to look like. I didn't know how it would go. I didn't have it all, you know, thought through or what it would, you know, like if I got to this like point or whatever, like I, I kind of just felt like I was supposed to go on the show and that I was supposed to meet Peter. Um, and for that reason, I am so grateful that I went and I have, you know, no regrets. And I'm really glad that, that I kind of got out of my comfort zone in that way. I think with my life, a lot of people, my whole life have kind of like put me in this box and they're like, this is Maddie. And like, this is how she's supposed to live and what she's supposed to do. And you know, this is how she's supposed to find the love of her life and all these things. And I'm someone, I'm a challenger. (laughs) So I am someone who likes to kind of like transcend like the borders and the limitations and the boxes that people put me in. Um, and I like, I really enjoy getting out of my comfort zone. And so for me, 
just, you know, I, I'm down for love. I'm down for, for growing. I'm down for adventure. So, well, then you went on the right show. Exactly. I was like, this is great. It's perfect. <laughs> it's true. It's hard when people tell you, um, you know, how you should do things and they think right. they know you, but I, I'm a big believer in risk taking and stepping outside your comfort zone because, again, like you said, growth, it, it like opens doors you never knew that would open for you. And it's just important to do those things. And again, like just because you're, you know, you're down for love, it doesn't mean it has to work. You still experience those feelings of love. You still had all these opportunities and and got to do something that, you know, that I I will put all of my money on that you grew from. Right. Oh, oh my gosh. No, I, that's something that I say, I say all the time. I'm like, yeah, the, the show didn't end, you know, the way that I expected it to or wanted it to. And you know, and that's a little, that can be a little sad, but also at the same time, you know, like I said, I have no regrets and I can genuinely say like, I'm a better person because of it. I'm stronger because of it. And I have grown so much. And I feel like I learned so much about myself and about relationships, about love. And so, uh, for that, I'm, I'm very, very grateful. Of course. Yeah. And I know you said just a few seconds ago that you didn't know what it was going to look like going on the show. Pe- whenever people say you signed up for this, well, you don't know what you're signing up for. No, I don't care what these no people idea. say. Yeah. No, you have idea. no idea. No. And so I'm guessing like, okay, you did some research before going on the show. You knew who Peter was. Uh, you, I don't, did you watch him on Hannah B's season? So I, I had never watched the show until Hannah B season uh, okay. when I was going through the process of, you know, talking with people about going on the show. I, that's when I was like, okay, I should probably watch it yeah. and see, you know, who, who like some of these guys are and who could potentially be the bachelor. And so I did watch it and I, uh, and I, and I loved Peter and I, I was, I was hopeful that it was going to be Peter um, I, there, I just like, I don't know. I saw something really special in him and just like felt, felt that, I don't know. I felt like we were supposed to meet and I felt like, yeah. So I was excited <laughs> when I found out it was him. Yeah. So the, my next question then is, um, you knew, um, let's just say that he was sexually active, open about talking about that part of his life publicly. Uh, was that a concern heading into the season for you? You know, I guess to me, I never saw, I never saw Peter as the windmill guy. And I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people did. And a lot of people kind of, you know, put, put that on him. And after getting to know him and after having just so many conversations and heart to hearts with him, uh, I guess like to me, it was, it was kind of heartbreaking that that was, you know, how a lot of people viewed him and, and in that way, because he is so much more than that. And for me, you know, coming on the show, for sure, that was something that we were different in, but, and I didn't know, you know, I didn't know if it, if it would work or if we would even click or be able to, you know, work through, you know, some of the differences, but I knew what I saw in him and what I was attracted to. Um, and that was, you know, someone who was a family guy, someone who's ready to settle down, someone who was adventurous, someone who was fun and outgoing and not afraid to wear his emotions on his, you know, on his sleeve. And so for that reason, you know, I was really, really excited to, to get to know him and to get to, to 
go on that adventure with, with him. Yeah, I think the show likes to, um, you know, Colton was the virgin. Peter was the windmill guy. Uh, I was like slut shamed and it was a controversial thing about that. You know, like they that's the kind of stuff, I guess, that get ratings up. So, I mean, you were open on the show about being a virgin. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're not you need a guy that's a virgin. It's just that's who you are. So um, it's an important part of your life. And you didn't end up sharing this with Peter until pretty far into the season. And I think everyone wanted to know why did you decide to wait um, to share that with him and the decision kind of process behind waiting and still like not fully going there. Yeah. Um, here, Here's what I'll say about that. You know, I'll be the first to admit that I am not perfect and I was not perfect through the process. I didn't handle everything perfectly, you know, and, and, you know, from being in that environment, you know, you're, you're in an environment like you've never been in you know, emotions, emotions are running high. There's pressure like you've never felt, uh, you know, there's cameras all around and you know, it's, it's just a high pressure, high intensity environment. And what I can say is I, I truly, you know, kind of tried to let my heart lead me in every situation, in every moment. You know, I'm someone who I don't, you know, say things or, or do things because I feel like I'm like, it's what everybody else has done or how it's supposed to go or because people are telling me to or whatever, you know? So for me, I really tried to do the best that I could with the situation I was in and just let my heart lead me in those moments, you know, and opening up about, you know, something like saving myself for marriage and that, that gift that I, you know, one day want to, want to give to my husband, that is, that's a very intimate and vulnerable thing to, to open up about. It's something I'm extremely proud of and like, so, you know, grateful for in my life, but I, but it's still something that's intimate, you know, to, to talk about. And that's something I wasn't just discussing with Peter, but I was inviting millions of people into that vulnerable place. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I wanted to really feel it out and make sure I felt comfortable. I felt safe in the environment. Like it was the right time. Like it was the right, you know, moment to really go there. And like I said, I wasn't perfect and I probably should have shared it. I probably should have shared it sooner. And who knows if it would have made a difference. You know, of course, I mean, of course he's going to argue that it might've made a difference, but I mean, who knows because that wasn't the situation we were in and that wasn't what happened. But again, you know, I, I just, I truly tried to just let my heart lead me in all conversations and all moments and, you know, not, not having, you know, people in my ear telling me like, you need to say this, or you need, like just doing what felt right and doing what I felt comfortable with. And when I felt comfortable with sharing it. And I know a lot of people were like, why didn't you say it outside of the hangar that night when you told yeah. them, you know, that you're not comfortable. And, and that's a valid, you know, that's a valid point. And, and what I will say is we were only out there for five minutes. So like, it's not like we were, we were having another one-on-one date. You know what I mean? It's not like it's a comfortable environment. He had just broken up with someone that really meant a lot to him. He had just walked away. He had just sent Kelsey home, you know, someone he really cared for deeply. And I could see how much it had affected him and where he was at and in his mind, you know, mind frame. And on top of that, you know, I was, I only had five minutes and in a conversation, you know, like 
I'm saving myself for marriage isn't something I wanted to rush or just throw out there and be like, oh, by the way, just so you know. Um, you know, it was something, like I said, I, I wanted to feel like the environment was right and that it was a good time and he was in a good headspace and I was in a good headspace and, you know, we both felt comfortable in the moment. So that's kind of why I didn't then. But as far as doing it even earlier, like I said, I, I probably should have. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it actually makes sense. This is why I love being able to podcast because I'm like, everything you said makes so much sense, of course. And what people don't know also, or maybe they do because I talk so much about it is that you don't have a lot of time with this person. So it's not like that's the thing you want to just dive into right off the bat. Like you want to build up your real connection and more important things and then bring that in when the time gets closer to these overnight dates that you you don't even know if you're going to make it to. Exactly. It's like, well, why would I, you know, like I'm not going to tell you that I'm uncomfortable with it and then tell you, you know, all this stuff. It's like, I don't even know if I'm going to make it that far. And on top of that, you know, we had the very first one-on-one date. And so that's obviously a conversation that I'm not going to share there, you know, on the very first day when we're like three days into this thing and we're like, don't even know anything about each other. Um, you know, and then I, I don't know. And then our, you know, our second one-on-one date in Peru, like that was the time where I, I really opened up about my faith and how important that was to me, my expectations for marriage and for relationships. Uh, I talked about my family, you know, if he were to come to hometowns with me, what that would look like. And then that's when he shared with me that he was falling in love with me. And so I just, it wasn't really the, the the time to to get into that kind of a conversation. And so again, you know, I probably should have handled it differently. But looking back at it now, I don't know that if the same situation was presented to me that I would because I really feel like again, I let my heart lead me in those moments and, and go with what felt right for me. That, that's all you can do. That's literally all you can do. So you can, you know, I mean, don't don't guilt yourself into feeling like you did something wrong it's you as long as you were leading with your heart literally nobody can fight you on that nobody (laughs) but people will (laughs) well of course but they're idiots (laughs) (laughs) question for the vinos do you own or rent your home i'm sure you do and i know for a fact it can be hard work but you know what's easy is bundling policies with geico GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And it's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Regardless of Peter himself, like I'm, I know you know the format of the show, and it involves the overnight dates, and of course with multiple women. Um, so, what happened in the process that you lost comfort? Was it just simply the fact that you fell more in love with him than you thought you were going to? Man, it is. It's just like what you said. I mean, there's no way of knowing what you're getting yourself into, and of knowing how it's going to affect you. I mean, every single day, like I was battling something different, and I and my feelings were growing stronger and stronger. And you know, outside of the hangar that night, honestly, I mean, at that point, I knew that I was starting to fall for this guy. And I know this is selfish, and I know what the show is set up to do. But I was like, you know what? I'm not going to apologize that I don't want the person I want to be with to be with other women. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, I, I want it. I want you to myself. I mean, I'm like, I'm sorry. I do. Like I, I want you all to myself. I know that that's selfish and I know the situation we're in. 
I probably, you know, are putting you in an uncomfortable position by, by sharing that. But he did ask us, you know, at the beginning to just be extremely honest and to share our hearts with anything we were feeling and just, you know, how, how important communication is in relationships. And so that's all I was trying to do. But yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, and, and I'm someone who actually, I'm extremely analytical and logical. So for me, the process was so difficult because I'm like constantly in my head all the time. And, you know, I told him on our very first one-on-one date, I'm like, dude, I take things really slow and I overthink things and I don't rush anything. I don't do anything because I feel like I'm supposed to, you know, when he told me he was falling in love with me, I didn't say it back just because he said it to me. Like I wanted to hundred percent mean it and feel it and know it. And so you know, throughout the process, that was definitely difficult because I was constantly like, you know, even for hometowns, I was like having to stop myself from thinking about he's visiting three other families, (laughs) you know? And so it's like, I was constantly in my head with all of that stuff. And, And just that week, I mean, fantasy suite week, um, was literally the hardest week of my life. And I I mean, there was one time in particular where (laughs) I locked myself in the bathroom and was bawling, crying for like hours because I just was like, I I don't know if I can do this. This is the hardest thing ever. And I want to be with this guy, but I'm having to like watch him be with other people. And so, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's just, you can't expect, you know, the feelings that come up and, and how it, how it all plays out. There's just no way. And no matter if like, okay, for example, when I I was on The Bachelor. Uh, one of my very first one-on-one dates it was with Jimmy Kimmel, and Jimmy Kimmel was like, "Caitlin, how are you going to feel when you know fantasy suites come and he's sleeping with your other w- women?" And my answer was, "Oh, you got to test drive a car before you buy it." But then once it got closer to that time, I was like, "No, nah, I don't like this You're at like, all." No, like, don't, don't. Yeah, <laughs> buy I the car. Totally <laughs> yeah, that was just my weird sense of humor. Like, it, because your feelings do develop, and no matter how much you know the format of the show, or no matter how much you understand what's going on, or who he is, and that he has a past. It still doesn't take away difficult feelings that are real feelings as a human being once you fall in love. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. And and here's my other thing: you had your first one on one was literally meeting his family what is the difference what happened between barb then and barb at the finale what the heck like it seemed like it was like oh, okay well she met madison one that she's in with the family and then all of a sudden i mean we can get to that later but the one-on-one date with with um the vow renewal was it all like was it comfortable was it happy was it really what we saw oh my god and and so much more i mean you only saw a very little bit of it, but like that day portion, I mean, it was literally like the best date ever, like the best date I've ever been on. Um, just getting to, I mean, there were people who were flown in from Cuba, like his whole entire family. And so getting to see, I don't know, like being a part of such a, such an intimate and personal day for him and for his family. And then getting to meet all of the most important people to him, like all of his friends, all of his family. And then just getting to like, I thrive in those kind of environments, you know, like I'm, I'm an extrovert. So I walked in and I joked with Peter. Cause I was like, I felt more comfortable than you. <laughs> totally. He was sweating through his shirt. And I was like, Hey, everybody, what's up? Yeah. So, um, no, it was so much fun. I mean, we danced, we, we did a lot of like their family traditions and just got to hang out with and meet everybody. And it was, I mean, it was so much fun. And then the night portion, I mean, with the Tanil Arts concert, I mean, it seriously was the best day ever. I mean, I remember getting back and journaling and being like, 
I'm screwed. How am I going to do this? I'm like, I, I feel like I've known this guy and I've been dating this guy like for so long. And like, cause you know, I felt like I went from like, I'm not just a part of the bachelor and I'm not just like, you know, we're not just casually dating. It's like, I just met the entire yeah. family. I felt like we'd been dating for a year and I was at the family Christmas gathering. You know? Yeah. You, I was like, Oh, she's in like, that's it. Like that's, you are part of the, the Weber family now. Like that's what I thought from the get go. And I think a lot of people did see that too, which is so interesting that it was so, you know, happy and incredible and loving and, and, you know, fast forward to, the finale. So we saw you and Peter on the couch after the final rose. The entire like, you know, thing with Barb was really direct and how she felt about you and the relationship. So did you know about these feelings beforehand? And and why did you choose to respond how you did in that moment? Not uh, apologetically. Yeah. And, and honestly, if I if I could go back, um, that's the that's the one thing that if I could go back in that moment, I wish that I just would have just apologized and just been apologetic in that moment. I think I was so, I was so taken back and I was so hurt by the things that were being said to me. And this time that was so beautiful for me and Peter, like we had just been through this entire season. We had overcome so much to be here and we're trying to fight so hard. We don't know if it's going to work, but we're trying so hard to figure out if it can. And for that opportunity to kind of be taken from the both of us and to not really have a chance to explore that and to figure that out in that moment. And for that to be the ending of the season, I mean, I walked off that stage and I have never cried harder in my life. Like I just, I felt, I mean, I was, I was so upset and I, and, and like you said, it's just like, it's, it's the person that I love's mom and, and family. And so I guess for me, it's like in that moment, I, I just wish I would have been able to like, I was so taken back. I don't think I could process everything, but you know, I wish that I, I would have been able to process it a little bit, a little bit faster. And just to be able to say, you know what, like I am, I am so sorry if there was anything that I did that upset you or offended you or made, made you feel the way that you feel like that was ne- obviously never my intention. Like I, I loved the Weber family. I mean, the, like you said, that first one-on-one date, I mean, literally every time I saw Peter, and I know a lot of it didn't get shown throughout the show, but every time we were together, I mean, he was talking about how much his family loves me and how much, and I was telling him like how much, you know, I I loved his family and couldn't wait to see them again. I mean, we were already talking about when we were going to see the family again. And I think what really upset her was just that time that they sat and waited in the house for, for while Peter and I were trying to figure our our situation out. And honestly, like all, all I can say to that is, uh, again, like, I'm sorry. And I can't imagine, you know, flying halfway across the world and you have an expectation of, of what that week's supposed to look like and going to look like for your son. And, and then you're in the house waiting for three hours. And so I apologize, but what I will say is, you know, I mean, I came into that not knowing if Peter and I were going to make it past that conversation. You know, I knew there was so much we needed to talk about and address. And really, I mean, to be frank and not to be disrespectful to anyone, but like I wasn't concerned about my family, his family, or anybody else involved. At that moment, my only focus was on Peter and I and just figuring out, can we move forward? Is it is it worth fighting for? Um, you know, can we move past everything that's happened and, and you know, figure this out? And so that was the three-hour conversation. And I didn't even realize it was it's not like I had a, a clock with me like I had no idea how long it was you know we were so locked 
conversation. And, you know, and it was him too. Like it, it wasn't just me. It was him too. And it was him needing clarity with things as well and asking me questions and asking me, you know, why, why did you decide to stay? And, and can we work this out? And how do you feel about me? And all of those things that he also, you know, needed clar- clarity in as well. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I, tr- I truly don't, I truly, truly don't know, you know, where the big disconnect was. But um, again, I mean, I don't know. I'm just someone who like, I'm always going to just like apologize if there's anything like on my end that, that I ever did. And so, yeah, I mean, I'd say that now too. That's, yeah, but it's so crazy because it, like you, the fact that you can't pinpoint a disconnect or where that, where something went wrong is wild to me because of how great that first you know you literally met all his family and loved his family and they loved you to he could be engaged to you and because you made them wait along with peter he made them wait as well that 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 would be such an issue you know what confuses me is that it's like okay hannah ann and him it's it was clear to all of us as viewers that his feelings to you were stronger, um, but that, you know, it was just easy with her, with the family. So because things were a little bit challenging and because you were a little bit more real with your feelings and, and everything moving forward, wh- why was that a problem to them? You know, like, why was it a problem to everybody that you were trying to really take this seriously and get through this with everybody? I don't understand. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, there was an engagement in like three days, you know, it was something that, and I was very, very honest with Peter and with his family. And I told, I told him like outside, I said, look, like with everything that's happened, I don't know at this point how I feel and if this could work. And if I even want this to work, I I definitely can't give you an engagement. Mm -hmm. Um, And I told him, I know that that's what you came here for. So I don't want to be selfish and to, you know, stay and take that away from you. And he just, I mean, he was fighting so hard to say like, don't leave. I want you like, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. And, uh, and just ask me to, you know, to go in there and to be honest with his family and that they would respect that and, and honor that if I, if I was just honest, um, and, and, you know, I, I don't know, it's, it's hard because I'm like, I try, I, I always try to like, to the best that I can try and see like the other side, you know, and like try and put myself in the other people's shoes. And, and I get it. Like they saw obviously how different we were and, um, you know, just, just that I wasn't a hundred percent sure. And I'm sure that's not comforting to any mother, you know, to hear about their son, but I was never trying to be disrespectful in any way, but just honest in exactly where I was at and exactly, you know, how, how I was feeling. Um, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) No, no, that all makes so much sense. If you're a fan of my show, you know, I like to take care of myself. I have a busy schedule, but I stay active by riding my Peloton, going on walks with the boys, and just generally trying to keep busy and keep the bod moving. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about something I take every day that helps me stay on top of my game. And that's super grape soft chews from Human. I absolutely love adding these into my daily routine because well, one, they taste good, and that's very important. But two, they also help me feel more energetic, and I love knowing that I'm doing something good for my health. Super Grape Soft Chews are a delicious way to give you an energizing boost. Super Grape Soft Chews are packed with heart-healthy grape seed extract that protects against oxidative stress and promotes normal blood pressure. It also promotes energy efficiency by supporting the blood flow. No jittery feeling, no crashes, just energy the way nature intended. 
with antioxidants derived from non-GMO, concentrated, clinically studied grapeseed extract. Experience the great-tasting, heart-healthy boost of new Super Grape Soft Chews. Get your Super Grape Soft Chews at supergrapes.com slash vine and get a free 30-day supply with your first purchase. This offer is only available here, exclusive for my listeners, so that's supergrapes.com slash vine, supergrapes.com slash vine. We'll be back with more Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. Walk me through the next 24 hours. You walk off that stage, you're bawling your eyes out. And what, was it just like too much for you both to handle? It wasn't worth fighting for, which is totally okay because sometimes it's not. But what was that next, you know, 48 hours like for you guys? Oh, man. <laughs> Those next 48 hours were um, were tough for sure. Um, I walked off that stage completely blindsided and hurt and like you said, I mean, I was bawling my eyes out and we were all blindsided. I was like, what the hell is going on? I can't imagine how you felt. I was, uh, I would say that challenger side came out. I was definitely frustrated. Um, definitely letting those around me know how frustrated I was and how that, that did not go as I expected or thought it would. Um, and I would say, you know, I would say the biggest thing, honestly, with all of that, because, you know, I've, everyone's been like, you know, that was the shortest relationship in the history of The Bachelor. But, you know, what I would say to that is, is we came into that evening not together and we left that evening not together. I mean, we, we said in that moment, like, I love you and I want to see if this can work. But we never said, like, we're in a relationship. We're doing this thing. I don't think people realize that. Yeah. And people didn't realize that. And that and that's the thing is, like, during that time, at, at live, like that was when I kind of wanted to get some clarity with some things. I still like had to watch everything through that I hadn't seen and, you know, still needed cl- clarity with things. And so did he. And so we were going to take that time to really talk some things out and figure things out, but we didn't get that. And so when we walked off the stage, I mean, we were in the same exact place that we were in beforehand. And so really after that, then we were like, okay, well, I guess now we owe it to ourselves just to see, you know, like, could this work? Let's be really honest. Let's talk through things and, you know, just see where we can go from here. Um, and we took a couple days, you know, we, it was a lot, it was a long, a lot of long conversations, yeah. um, a lot of tears, a lot of, uh, smiles, a lot of every kind of emotion, um, a lot of back and forths, but we finally got to a place where, you know, we just realized with everything that's happened, um, you know, this isn't necessarily the best foundation to be starting a relationship Um, you know, you want to start a relationship with trust. You want to start a relationship where you feel safe and you feel comfortable and you feel, you know, just welcomed by that person, by the people that they care about around them. And I didn't feel that way, you know? And so that was something that I was just extremely honest with. Um, and, 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 you know, how the finale went definitely played a huge role and why I didn't feel like it, it could work. Um, and his, you know, his family means so much to him that I, I would never want to be the reason that there's tension, you know, and, and he's, you know, the thing about Peter is he is, he is someone who he's going to fight for what he wants, you know, and like, he's not going to let like when he has his eyes on something like he he's not going to let go of it. 
um, until literally like everything is <laughs> against him until like it's to the point where it's like, okay, like you have to let go. Um, right. And he tends to also like have uh, like rose colored glasses on and always see kind of like the, the prettier side of things where this was kind of where we did balance each other actually out very well because I'm very logical and I see, you know, just the whole picture and just like I'm very realistic about it. And so, you know, through many conversations, I just, you know, I, I had to kind of be the one who was like being really logical about it. But, uh, but we both, you know, came to a place where we understood like this, this just, this isn't, you know, probably the best. And so um, right. let's just, you know, choose to, to walk away from this with nothing but love and respect for each other. And uh, know that we genuinely gave it everything that we had. And, you know, that's something that, I feel like not a lot of people got to see like the fullness of, of everything um, and how hard we both really did fight and how hard and difficult it was on both ends and just all the things that, that we walked through. Um, and like, you know, when I, when I went out to, after Chris Harrison came to my house and I went out to LA to see him, you know, what, what a lot of people didn't get to see was I, I didn't go out there to say like, I want to get back together. Let's do this thing. Like I went out there with a lot of questions. I'm like, so why did you get engaged? Why, why did you break off the engagement? Why didn't you come after me after you broke off the engagement? Why are you sitting here in California? If you're still in love with me, (laughs) like I I had, I had a lot of questions, you know, and, and if you knew it was me the whole time, like why, why did you choose to, you know, treat fantasy suite the, the week, the week, that, oh, wow, the way that you did. Um, right. And so, you know, I had a lot of questions for him. And we ended that conversation just saying, like, there's no answer. Let's just, you know, take time to think about this. And uh, again, and we went into finale kind of in the same exact place, not really knowing what we were going to do. Um, but yeah, those next 48 hours were, were all over the place. A lot of highs, a lot of lows. I can't even imagine because... Uh- like, what was the process like of when you did leave? Because I feel like we didn't see much of it or, you know, or maybe I'm blanking, but I don't really necessarily remember, like, seeing the why of you leaving and how and what that process was like for you. All of a sudden it was like, oh, she's gone. I'm going to pr- propose to Hannah Ann. <laughs> and then, like, yeah. it, it was such a weird transition. So what was that like leaving in your decision? Man, um... So I would say, first of all, like I, I, when, when Peter told me the news that he had been intimate with the other women, um, the reason I didn't choose to leave right then and there was I had realized all in one day, which this is just the craziness of bachelor world all in one day, I had had my highest high and my lowest low in that day. I had realized I loved this guy and I wanted a future with him. And then also at the end of the day, I had realized that the guy that I loved had chosen to be intimate with, with other women. And, you know, after I had expressed to him how that would make me feel and, you know, ultimately what, what it might lead to. And so, you know, I think for me, it was, it was an overwhelming sense of emotions and a lot of things to navigate through. And I didn't want to make, you know, a rash decision in that moment. And, uh, you know, when we were standing out there and crying, I know it showed probably like two minutes, but we were out there for probably two hours as he was just like holding me and I was hysterically crying. He was hysterically crying. He might've been crying harder than me. Um, (laughs) He had like snot coming out. Um, No, no, we, we were definitely very emotional and just, 
and that was the that was the hard part it was like part of me was so frustrated with him because it was like you knew you're telling me you knew what you wanted and that it was me but then you chose to do something else but then you're asking me to stay and it's putting me in an uncomfortable position you know and so it just it was like a, a, a hard moment where I was like a little frustrated but I also didn't want to leave his arms and so it was like I I was so torn with the emotions that I was feeling. And so I wanted to take time to think about it. And I I left that night going into the rose ceremony the next day. I wanted to see him before the rose ceremony to talk through things, but time didn't allow. Mm -hmm. And when the rose ceremony hit, I didn't know what I was going to do. I mean, I, I I truly didn't know if I, if I should accept the rose, if I should move forward, not knowing, you know, how I felt and and what I wanted to, to do, like if the relationship could work and knowing at that point that there was no way I could get engaged. Mm -hmm. So I kind of was, was a little torn, but, um, I don't know. I just, I saw him and I saw at that rose ceremony, he was, he was shaking so hard and he couldn't even look me in the eyes. Like he, I remember when he asked me, his head was down, his heart, I could hear his heart beating standing there. And he asked me to accept the rose. And I just was like, man, I don't know. Like, I love this guy. I want to give it everything I have just to see, like, I, I just, I owe it to us and how far we've come and how we feel for each other, you know, just to have another conversation and see, like, could this go further? Um, you know, can we make this work? And so, you know, the next time we were able to talk was at the meet the parents and, um, outside of meet the parents. And so that was when we had that time to talk. And I would say, because of how that went <laughs> and just like because of how the finale went, um, that was one of the biggest reasons that I, that I did choose to walk away. Um, and, and not just how it was handled and what was said, but, but also, and here's the thing too, like I, I don't, I didn't disagree with Barb. I didn't disagree with some of the things she was saying. Like I, I saw all of the differences that she was pointing out as well um, and, and honestly agreed with them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Peter and I were ever saying like, no, we're completely compatible. This makes perfect sense. This is great. Like right. we totally understood that we had at that point lived two totally different lives and that we had different perspectives on things, but we knew what we felt for each other and we knew how much we loved and cared for each other. And so for that, we were like, like Oh my gosh, let's fight for this. Let's try and make this work. Yeah. Um, but after, yeah, after meet the family and just, um, I don't know, just the way that it kind of went and just, you know, the things that were said, I think I just, I took, I took a night, I took that night and, and the next day to just really, really think about it and, uh, and, and pray about it, honestly, and just see like, like okay, they are kind of right a little bit <laughs> about some of these things. And I know I can't, and I, and I told his dad too, like, I remember I had a, actually a really good conversation with his dad and I was crying and I told him, I said, look, like, I love your son and I want the world for him. Like he deserves the world and I I want the best for him. And you know, he deserves his happy ending. And if I can't give that to him, then I'm willing to like walk away and break my own heart so that he can find, you know, what he came there to find. And, uh, and, and so truly me walking away, honestly, to me, I thought was more of a like selfless act of me saying like, I love you so much. And, and, and I don't know that this can work, but you have a sure thing here. You know, you have someone here who is ready for you, who can give you an engagement, who does love you so much and is an incredible girl. And so, and I had said throughout the entire process, if Peter doesn't end up with me, I want him to end up with Hannah Ann. And so she was 
one of my friends in the house. I, I trusted her. I loved her. And so at that point, like, I just was like this, you know, they make more, they make more sense. They're great together. And, and I don't know. So I kind of, that was my thought process is as I had walked away. Um, and you know, as I had, as I got home and had time to process it, I was like, man, maybe I should have like, you know, handled it a little bit differently. And maybe like, cause, cause the whole time, like we're having this conversation as I'm, you know, breaking up with them. I mean, he's sitting there saying like, but I want you, <laughs> like, right. he's like, but like, you don't understand. I don't need the like run off in the sunset happily ever after. Like, I, I, I love you. Like I want you. And, um, and so for that reason, you know, I, I wish I would have, you know, maybe stayed to see what, what could have happened. Um, but again, like, I don't know, I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason and it worked out exactly how it was supposed to. But yeah, I mean, that, that was definitely a, uh, a difficult time. I mean, you could see how affected we both were after, you know, that breakup and I was bawling in the car for like hours and he was yeah. wandering off in the desert with snakes and all these other <laughs> animals and <laughs> risking his life and all his emotions and feels. And so uh, it definitely was a, an, an intense moment and a hard day. Speaking of The Bachelor, you love The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and of course, we all love Bachelor in Paradise. And now the next Bachelor chapter begins. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart Mondays on ABC. This new show has everything you love about The Bachelor, the romance, all the hot tubs, Chris Harrison, and of course, drama, drama, and more drama, but with musical strings attached. 20 single musicians will step inside The Bachelor Mansion to embark on an incredible journey to find love through the power of music. The harmony of the couples will be tested by their relationships and judged by some of the biggest names in music like Jason Mraz and Kesha, and some Bachelor Nation fan favorites. Which of these new Bachelor hopefuls will make beautiful music together? Who will strike the right note? And who is there for the song reasons? The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event Mondays, 8, 7 Central, only on ABC. After all of that and everything said and done, do you still wish those things for Peter? Like the happiness that he deserves it, that he like needs his happily ever after. Do you still feel that way? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, when we, when we decided to, um, to, to kind of go our separate way, I mean, I, I mean, I spent like an hour and I remember I just like grabbed his face and I just like spent an hour just reminding him of how incredible he is and all like, just what, like he's just filled with greatness and he's destined to do great things. And I just like continued to just like speak life over him and just remind him of how great he is and that he has such a bright future and he is going to make the most incredible husband. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I wish, I wish the world for him. Um, and yeah. <laughs> well, that's amazing. I don't know your friendship or what it was with Kelly, but how, cause I'm sure that's all over your, you know, news feed and all the DMS. And so, um, obviously they're quarantining together and uh, were you two friends, um, during everything? Um, <laughs> yeah, so this is, when it, this is when it gets, <laughs> this is when it gets a little interesting. Yeah. So we were best friends, actually. Um, we were inseparable throughout the entire process. Everyone joked that we were like the dynamic duo. Wow. Um, and yeah, I mean, really leaned on each other through that entire thing. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, when I, I remember even when I landed, uh, from Australia and got home, like she was one of the first people that I called. Um, she was in group messages with me and my family. I mean, we were really, really close and talked like 24 seven. So, 
I guess I was, uh, I was, I was definitely, um, hurt and thrown off by that whole situation. Um, again, like I, I want the best for, for the both of them, but I definitely was thrown off. And I think what was really, I mean, to be honest, what was really confusing to me, uh, <laughs> is that two days before he was spotted in Chicago, he was like calling me and texting me <laughs> and being like, I miss you. Let's get back together. And so, I mean, I think that to me was a little confusing, but I mean, I don't know. I, I think like when you break up, you know, and like you're going through a breakup and you're going through a heartbreak and you're going through, you know, you just came off a show that was emotionally, physically, in every which way exhausting. Um, everybody handles that differently, you know, and, and everybody leans on different things and treats it differently. Like, like for me, I find it, I find it really important after a breakup to take time to really like invest in myself and make sure my heart's in the best place possible before I'm like, you know, pursuing any type of relationship because I'm like, you know, the next relationship I get in, I mean, I don't date to date. I date to marry. And so it's like, I, I want, they deserve my hundred percent, you know, heart and to be able to go. I am. <laughs> and, uh, and so because of that, you know, I, I don't know, like I, I take time to just like, you know, to, to pour back into myself, make sure I'm in a really good place and, um, yeah, and focus on myself. So I think we, we definitely handle, handle breakups very differently. And I'm not saying one's, one's better than the other, but, uh, I mean, that situation definitely caught me off guard. It was, uh, upsetting. So there's no like phone call or no, like, Hey, I'm going to be hanging out with him or like, what do you feel? No, not, not, not until it got, it got leaked. It got like caught. He got caught with it. And again, he had texted me two days before. And so when he texted, he texted me after it had been out for a couple days and just kind of like sent me this long, long text, um, just kind of like kind of explaining himself, but not really. Um, and just kind of like sharing the current situation or whatever. And I mean, I was very kind back. I was like, look, like this doesn't like affect anything for me. Like I, I mean, we, we went our separate ways. Like I, I'm, it's not like I lost something here, I guess, but, uh, but I guess I, and I told him kind of what I'm saying, I guess like what I'm confused about Peter is that two days ago you were like telling me how much you loved me and wanted to get back together. And now you're, you know, with the one person that was like my, like my best friend, you know, and it just feels a little hurtful and, and they did that on my birthday, <laughs> on my birthday, when all the pictures got leaked and everything went out, it was on my birthday and he didn't text me on my birthday. She didn't text me on my birthday. And so I also threw that in there. I was like, it kind of felt like it was kind of like a jab at me to do that on my birthday and to not even like reach out or anything. Um, it, oh it was my a gosh, little that's hurtful, very hurtful. But again, like, I mean, and I'll, and I say this like genuinely meaning it. I mean, I, I saw something special in Kelly. That's why she was my best friend. I saw something special in Peter. That's why I loved him and wanted to fight so hard to make the relationship work. So they're obviously both incredible and special people. And I, you know, I wish nothing but the best for the both of them, no matter what that looks like. Um, you know, I, I know that Peter is not my husband and he's not the, the person I'm supposed to spend my forever with. I'm grateful for the chance that we had to get to know each other and to love each other, but I know he's not the one for me. And so because of that, you know, I mean, I, I wish him, I wish him all the best. Yeah. But 
so what's your relationship with Kelly now? Because that, to me, would be the most hurtful part. Like, right. Peter, okay, fine, whatever right. is happening, whatever. But Kelly, like, so is is the friendship obviously not there anymore? Um, no, I haven't spoken to her in a really long time. Um, she... I don't know. I, I just like, I had heard things and I, I actually asked Peter about some of the things that I had kind of been hearing rumors about him and Kelly while we were still trying to figure our thing out. And, um, just that there had been hang up, like hangouts and meetups and, uh, conversations that had been going on while he was still with Hannah Ann and while he was also trying to figure things out with me. And I, I asked him those questions. Um, and you know, and I think it's like very interesting because his answers and her answers like very much contradict the current situation that's happening right now. <laughs> but, um, but you know, that is, it is what it is. But, you know, I think like, yeah, to, to me, that was the most hurtful thing because I mean, she saw like, I mean, we walked through so much together and, you know, like that was a friendship that I thought was gonna, like, I thought she was going to be in my wedding. You know, I thought we were going to be best friends for life and, um, just, just, I don't know. And just like the, the, the love that we had for each other and the level of the depth of our friendship, it just, I guess like really confused me that, um, with just things that we had talked about and things that she had said to me about Peter and about me and Peter and about her and Peter and all of that, like, it was really confusing to me when, um, when, when I saw all of that and just that, I don't know that I didn't receive any kind of like a heads up or any sort of, you know, a text or an explanation of, of why. Um, I mean, I'm not saying I necessarily deserve it, but I kind of feel like I do. Cause like <laughs> we were no, best friends. You know? I, I think so. you do. I think you do because of the, if, if she wasn't one of your close friends, I would say no, but because she was, it's, there's so many things that it's hard to look back on or, or expect things from and, and everyone will have their reasons as to why. And it's hard in those situations, you know, when, you you are feeling like upset about something that one of your friends did to you of somebody that you were in love with and now this is happening and it's like a heads up or a call or a text goes such a long way when you know you know somebody's feelings are going to be hurt so that's what I was getting at it's like in your situation and my situation it's like you know, that takes five minutes to like send a text just to like make a call, you know, and, and it's like, I don't know if the roles were reversed, like that would be like the first thought that I would have, like, you know, I, I want to take it to this person first. I want them to hear it from me first. And so, man, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that I'm like, I will never fully understand people, but that's okay. I mean, people will probably never even fully understand me. So that's I mean, no, you'll never fully understand. We have to talk about this because it was one of my, f- I died laughing at all these comments about your eyelashes because oh girl, the f- I said, this is how you know you're a loved person on TV when all people can find to like tear you apart about are your gorgeous eyelashes. Like that's it. That's all people could find. They're like, hmm, God, she's so great and she's sweet and she's loving and she's kind and she has good beliefs and morals and values. What? But, th- but her eyelashes man let's rip those apart (laughs) it's so funny because i so my whole life i've always gotten asked questions about my eyelashes like forever and you know obviously you go on national tv and people just pick you apart for absolutely anything um but i don't know it's so funny because i would i would say like 70 percent of like if you went through my dms right now probably 
a hundred thousand of them would be asking me what mascara I use and how I do my eyelashes. And so it's like a lot of people appreciate them, but then obviously there's the flip side where you have people who are like, why your eyelashes look like spiders? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like I didn't make them. I don't know. It's just like, like I don't know. God gave them to me. I signed for it. The world keeps on spinning. I just have gorgeous long eyelashes. Like it's so funny because the the love usually comes through and you know the dms are behind the scenes but the hate is very loud oh God, and so the, loud. yeah yeah although and it's those like and, and too, like in everything in life i've learned like one of your like greatest assets or the greatest thing about you or the greatest like strength that you have like there's always going to be people who are going to try and like you know, like who, who can't appreciate that. And, you know, I don't know. I just try to like tune it all out, but I also think it's kind of funny. I'm like, Hey, I mean, if you want to like, you know, compare me to like granddaddy long legs and Peppa Pig, like that's fine. I, it's fine. <laughs> like, I'm like, I think it's kind of funny. So honestly, it's fine. <laughs> it is funny. And you have gorgeous lashes and that's just such a ridiculous thing. All right. We're going to take a quick break to talk about how we all need a break every now and again, but why not keep your brain active while you relax? Well, let me tell you, you can. And that's exactly why I love the fun puzzle games, Best Fiends. I actually had a few people tweet me and say they understand my addiction now. It's a super fun game that also keeps your brain active and you can take it with you everywhere you go because it's on your phone. When you need some me time, Best Fiends is a fun escape from the everyday. There are thousands of challenges and tons of cute characters to collect along the way. I've been obsessed with Best Fiends for a while now, and the game is constantly changing, evolving, updating. So seriously, it never gets boring, and it actually just gets more fun as you go along. Now that I've gotten to some higher levels, I find that I really have to work on my actual strategy to get through the game. So it's always a challenge. Plus, I'm so into these cute little bug characters. They're so much fun, and I've got to admit, I've really become attached to them. It's a really unique and exciting puzzle experience, unlike other puzzle games out there. Best Fiends updates the game monthly with new levels and events, and it never gets old. It also does not require internet to play, so you don't need to worry about Wi-Fi access or using your cellular data. Best Fiends has thousands of levels already. With new levels, events, and characters added every month, it's hours of fun right at your fingertips, and you can even play offline. With over 100 million downloads and tons of five-star reviews, Best Fiends is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. We'll be back with more Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. Hey, I'm Autumn Calabrese, and I have a question for you. How do you do life? I might be a superstar trainer, but I'm also a boy mom, sister, daughter, friend, and entrepreneur. You might think my life is all working out and cooking healthy, delicious recipes, but trust me, there is so much more to it, and this is it. This is all of those real moments you talk about with your family and friends. Ever wonder what else life has to offer? Bring your curious appetite, and let's do life together. Subscribe now at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and PodcastOne.com. Now back to Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. Okay, so we're done with the serious stuff. I'm really just thankful that you you were open and spoke from your heart and just decided to um, have that conversation with me. So let's have a little fun now before we let's end have some this. Fun. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm quarantine. Let's have some fun. <laughs> yes, girl. I've been sipping wine this whole time. I'm ready for some fun. Um, everybody knows I do confessions on this podcast. Oh. 
something embarrassing, an embarrassing story you want to get off your chest that nobody would know about, give me your best confession right now. Girl, I could, I could do, we could do a whole podcast with my, um, just my embarrassing moments and confessions. I mean, I, I am someone, it's so funny. My, like my family can't take me anywhere. I mean, I embarrass myself all the time Me too. and I don't, I don't get embarrassed easily. So like, it's like embarrassing things happen to me, but I don't necessarily get embarrassed easily. Um, Oh my gosh, which one to go with? I, I mean, I have so many, I, okay. Should I, should I share like a really, really big one that like scarred me when I was like 13 or should I share one that happened more recently? Why don't you do both? Okay, let's do that. Um, <laughs> okay, so when I was 13, I was at one of my best friend's pool parties and we had like the whole like, I mean, you know, 13, it's like that really awkward stage where you're like super uncomfortable with yourself. You're like, why is my body the way that it is? Why do I look the way? <laughs> you're trying to figure yourself out. And everything's changing. Literally, everything's changing. Yeah. Like boobs are starting to grow. You're like, what? <laughs> I mean, but they're not boobs. Every every, every other girl's work. But um, (laughs) that's me. And so I remember I was I was standing like about to jump in the pool with one of my friends. We were like taking a cute picture, and the whole like football team was behind us, and we were about to jump into the pool. And as we go to jump in the pool, I had on a string bikini. She grabs this like she accidentally grabs the strings, and my pants come completely off. And I'm like mid air, and like literally the whole like football team sees my butt, (laughs) and I am like petrified. I'm like everyone just saw my butt, like everyone just saw my butt, and it's like the most uncomfortable thing. And not to mention like the people that were the poor people that were in front of me who also. (laughs) Did you say someone was taking a photo at the same time? So like, please tell me you have that photo. I know, right? I'm like, I, I honestly, I need to ask that person. I'm like, I would love to know if that photo was ever taken. But it'll I'm like, like come, it'll come back like and haunt you now that you've been on like national television. That person's gonna be like, I have a picture of like her thirteen year old butt. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny I mean, honestly but um yeah so that was my um horrible story when I was 13 yeah and I was scared to wear string bikinis after that of so. course I still am <laughs> that was that story um a more recent story was okay about two years ago okay you know like the worst thing ever is when you try and send someone something and you send it to the wrong person yes like literally the worst thing ever yeah and I was dating a guy at the time the guy that I was talking about earlier that I dated for four years I was dating him and um so his his name started with a certain letter and this other person's name started with a certain letter and I sent this like long voice memo just like lovey-dovey like all this like like all these sweet things you know and I looked down 10 minutes later and I had sent it to my pastor. <laughs> to my pastor. I'm like the one person that I probably shouldn't have sent this to. And I sent it to my pastor. I, my, I was like cringing for the next like week. That was the one time that I was actually very embarrassed. And I texted his wife and I was like, please, please, please know that was meant to be sent to my boyfriend. That was not me hitting on your husband. Like, please go delete it off of his phone. I was so embarrassed. That is literally the one person you would not want to send like an accidental text to. At least it wasn't like, at least it wasn't like, like 
you know, a little more inappropriate. Like at least it was like sweet and loving. Right. It was, yeah, it was more like mushy gushy, but you know, I mean, definitely stuff you don't want your pastor or any, any adult, but especially a pastor hearing about. I will never forget one of my best friends in the world. I, I don't remember how old we were, but she went through a phase and she did something pretty inappropriate and funny. And she accidentally pocket dialed her parents while telling me about it. That was one. Then literally a week later, something had happened where she was at a bar and her photo was taken and used on like girls gone wild. Um, This is the craziest thing that's ever happened. It was used on Girls Gone Wild where she didn't even know that she had signed something to be on it. And she was on like it was back in the day when you could go to a movie store and like go to like the new releases and Girls Gone Wild was actually in new releases. And she was on it and her pastor had to sit her down. No, because of it. Yes. Yeah. So That's like, horrible. Okay. That one might be, that might be mine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Awful. Awful. I know. I'm trying to think if I have one for you. Cause I'm like, I, I have to confess every week, sometimes twice a week. So I'm like, do I, did I write anything down or do you embarrass yourself easily? I don't get embarrassed over. Yeah. See, I don't have anything. I don't get embarrassed. I'm the same way. Like you can't take me anywhere. I don't easily get embarrassed. Uh, I'm trying to think of like anything that I've done in the last few days that I could be like, I'm sure Jason could tell you something embarrassing, but uh, <laughs> Jason on here, it's here. The confession. From J- That's when, you know, those are the true confessions when you're like, T- tell me about, tell me about me. And you're like, Oh God. Yeah. But he'd be like, you don't care because you tell everyone everything anyways. Right. Like I will talk about anything on this podcast. Anything goes like it's it's so I can't think of anything. If I do, I'll uh, I'll do a voice note. I'll send it to you, not my pastor, and <laughs> and I'll add it to the podcast. <laughs> voice memos are literally my favorite. Like it's how I communicate with like all my friends. But just make oh, sure yeah. you send it to the right person because it can get dangerous. I love them too. It's like my love language. Um, okay, we're gonna play plead the fifth, where I'm gonna ask you three questions, and you can plead the fifth to only one. So. Here's questions you get to choose from, okay? Okay. Who would you least likely run, uh, like to run into from the Bachelor Mansion? And, or, th- that's your first question, or you can answer, what was really going through your mind on that couch when Barb was saying uh, you wouldn't make it with Peter? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sweating. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, I'll go with the second one. Okay. Because truthfully, I genuinely did love everyone in the house. Obviously, we're all very different, right, but right. Uh, I did love all the girls. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what was going through my mind? Honestly, I think I was so shook that I just was like, what's happening? What's happening? What's yeah, happening? You were what do I my- do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like one of those moments that, you know, like you, you kind of feel it's like this out of body experience that you're like looking at the situation and you're like, Oh, you're screwed. You're in trouble. What are you yeah. going to, you don't know what you're going to do. So yeah. I mean, honestly it was, and it was so fast. Like those things are so fast. It was like five minutes long. So, I mean, I didn't have a lot of time to like really process, but I mean, I turned to Peter and I was like, 
Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he didn't help you. I was like, Peter, you all. better say something. I was like, you've been telling me on the phone for the past week how much you love me. This is your time to say it right now. <laughs> no, he didn't throw you any bones there. He was like, duh, duh. I think he was as shook as I was. I mean, we were both like, uh. That's what I said. I try and justify it for everyone on everyone's side because I'm like, what do you do in that moment? You know you're on live TV. You're put on the spot. You want to react in a mature way, logically, not emotionally, like all these things. But you're like, what do I do? So you freeze. That's just what you do. And Chris, Chris, Chris Harrison looked at me and he was like, did not see that happening. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I text Chris after. I was like, what the hell just happened? And he was like, I don't know. <laughs> He's like, I really don't know. All of us. All of Bachelor Nation. Okay, here's your other two to choose from. If you watch the season back, which scene was the hardest for you to watch? Or who from the franchise would you most likely go on a date with? Ooh. <laughs> hmm. Those are both great questions. I agree. Thank you. I don't know. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go with number two. I don't know because I, I really am huge on personality. So, you know, it depends on like how our personalities vibe. And again, there's only so much you see on TV. And I've never met like any of them other than Peter. Um, but Hannah Brown had a pretty, uh, a pretty good cast, a pretty good uh, selection. <laughs> yeah, she did. I, okay. I would say one. it's one person. It's one person I have to choose. Now you can tell me. I mean, pick five. I don't care. <laughs> I I would say, uh, okay. I would say there's there's three from her season that I think are really cute and okay. really um, sweet. I don't know that I would ever vibe with them, but um, okay. Let's see. I would say Connor, Tyler, and Mike are probably the. Those are three really good ones that are just like really attractive and really sweet. Just don't follow Connor on TikTok, please. <laughs> Have you seen his TikToks? No. Are they bad? Oh, dear Lord. I don't know what it is. Will it change my opinion? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think he seems like such a sweetie and a cutie and so nice. But I'm like, I watch sometimes his TikToks come up on like my, you know, the, if I'm just swiping and I'm like waiting for something. I'm like, that was your TikTok. You know, that's if that's again, that's like me hating on eyelashes. If that's the only thing I can really pick out about him, that's bad. Hey, but TikTok, that's okay. it's important. It has become my life during this quarantine. So, there you know, you it's got, it, it carries a heavy weight. There you go. Yeah, just go watch and then we'll see. But Tyler, ooh, good one. And and Mike, you haven't talked to either one of them? No, no, I haven't talked to any of I mean, that whole thing came out with the Connor thing when, when we literally hadn't even talked. Um, it was just him reaching out after a finale, like telling me that I did done such a good job. And he was just like here if I ever need anything. Oh, but, that's nice. um, it just really, really sweet. But we never like were like talking back and forth. So no, I, ha I haven't really talked to any of them haven't met any of them. Um, but again, just from what I've seen on TV, they all are cute and seem sweet. But they say they all well i know tyler um and he's very sweet and the other two seem very nice so those are good picks those are good picks okay um either who is the most famous person who has slid into your dms or did you or did you not write genuine and real on your own instagram post oh my god okay well okay no i will actually answer that because no no one will believe me and no one 
I will. I'll believe you. It doesn't matter these days if you tell the truth or not, because people are going to have their opinions and they're going to believe what they want to believe. But the truth, the true story is that I did not write that. My friend really did write that. That's happened to me. That's why I believe you. Well, and it's so hard because when you have different accounts, if a notification pops up, like I've had to run like a couple business business accounts before. And if a notification pops up, like and you click on it, it goes to the other account. Yeah. But what happened was when I was on the show, I had like all these photography accounts, like these different accounts or whatever. And my phone number and address and things like that were on there and people were like leaking it and getting a hold of it. And so my mom got uh, one of her friends to kind of like hack into my Instagram to take that down and delete those pages. And, um, and so she had access to like all, all my accounts and had kind of like helped me like take things down and, and run things a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so she just was like accidentally on it and commented that, but again, literally, I mean, I honestly wish that it would have been me because I'm like, honestly, I think it's hilarious. And I just, I just like want to own it. I'm like, I thought about buying one of Nick Vile's shirts and, <laughs> and repping it. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, this is, uh, this is, this is my life, but totally. no, that it really, it really truly was my friend, but uh, but again, no, no one believes it. And, and that's fine, too. That's funny, because Cleo, my manager and one of my best friends, she has access to my accounts. And that's actually happened with us before where she um, went to write on one of my pictures. It was just I, you know, wasn't as relevant as you at the time. So it didn't get picked up. <laughs> it got picked up. Literally. Well, I, I remember she called me and she was panicked, like panicked. And she was getting blocked. She was getting so much hate yeah. because people are people. Yeah. And she like DM'd the account that picked it up immediately. And they responded they were like lol it happens like that's so funny like no worries but they didn't take it down yeah. and so literally every account picked it up it literally went on every magazine and i was like yep that's great i mean honestly i should start something with genuine genuine and real i'm like i don't know it's it's yeah you need to like brand that right? that's a great <laughs> idea it's so funny because i'm like that's such an innocent thing just google my name during my time and see what pops up you'll feel a lot better about everything no it's all it's it's with all of us it's like every everybody like leeches on to something and everyone has opinions about everything so totally it's the world we live in <laughs> i get it um okay last one describe peter's basketball skills in one word or who do you think was the least compatible with peter out of all the girls peter's basketball skills <laughs> oh my gosh um i would say First of all, after that home after that hometown date, like when it aired, those tweets about his basketball skills were probably my favorite tweets oh, of the whole entire season. Yeah. They were iconic. Yeah. Um, his basketball skills in one word. Oh man, honestly, the first thing that comes to my mind is tragic. I mean, it was just tragic. <laughs> and and it's like I'm trying to obviously be like the the girl girlfriend or whatever I was, you know, at the time where I'm like, you're doing great, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm literally sitting here and I'm like, these little middle schoolers that I train. Yeah. on a regular basis are doing better than do better than you. <laughs> but Hey, I mean, it wasn't his thing and he'll be the first to admit. And so yeah. no, no hate, no shame, but it was hilarious. It was yeah, very that's, that's really funny. All right. So being home so much, especially during a crisis like this can be a breeding ground for anxiety without the stability of our normal daily routine. The mind can fill with the worst case scenarios, what ifs and worries. 
You may feel lonely, but you are not alone. For Mental Health Awareness Month, Talkspace Online Therapy is more committed than ever to expanding access to support for anyone who is struggling. I love this. With Talkspace, you get the support of a licensed therapist from the safety of your home and can reach out from your device whenever something is on your mind. You can send your therapist text, audio, picture, or video messages from your phone or computer 24-7 as much as you need to. Everything happens within Talkspace's secure platform, all on your schedule. Talkspace matches you with a licensed therapist based on your needs and preferences. They have thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, and relationship issues. Once you're matched, you can begin therapy the very same day. I have to say signing up and getting matched with a therapist was very quick, very easy, which is amazing since I wanted to get started ASAP. I've absolutely loved using Talkspace so far. There are so many options from text to video or your phone or your computer, so it's really convenient no matter where you are or what's going on. I personally like using text from my phone since it's always on me, but it's nice to know I can switch it up. You guys know I think therapy is always extremely helpful, but now more than ever, having Talkspace is just so amazing. The bottom line, you deserve support and you don't have to struggle on your own. Your Talkspace therapist can be your dedicated support system there to help you feel healthier and more empowered, even in the uncertain circumstances. As a listener to this podcast, you can get $100 off your first month on Talkspace. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure to use the code VINE to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's VINE at Talkspace.com. Okay, well, okay, I have, how much time do you have? Do you have five minutes? Yeah, oh girl, I'm good. I'm in quarantine life. I got all night. I know. <laughs> That's the thing. People don't have excuses anymore. If I'm like, do you have five minutes? You say no, I'd be like, liar. <laughs> liar. You are going to put on sweats and lay in bed and watch Netflix. That's tough. Ooh, what are you watching on Netflix? Okay, I... I really have, I, we, our family has been more into movies lately. We really haven't gotten into a show. Okay. My family's been into, uh, God, I forget the, exactly what it's called. It's like All American or something. Yeah, I saw that on Netflix, yeah. So a little bit of that. And then um, we watch The Voice. When The Voice comes on, Listen to Your Heart just started. Yeah. I mean, there's a, a few different shows, but. Uh, none that I've really gotten into on Netflix because they took Friends off, which was like oh, the best thing ever because it's yeah, what I watched 24-7. If you'd like, I could reenact every season and every right? episode <laughs> for you. I look at the titles and I'm like, I could tell you literally a full-on description yeah. on exactly what happens in every single episode. That actually, that would be a good game to be like, okay, this episode, and you'd have to tell me what season and like wait, which. That would be, wait, can we play that? We need to do that one day. That would we'll, be so we'll, we'll do. When we can actually do a podcast in person, we'll do like a whole fr- uh, Friends trivia game. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Um, okay. So this one, I just want to know because it's relationship deal breakers. Okay. So just yes or no, deal breaker or not. Okay. First one first. He's been engaged before. He's been engaged before. Um, no, that's not a deal breaker for me. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'd want, I'd ask questions for sure. I'd want to know why he's not no, engaged. That, yeah. <laughs> I've been engaged before, and I'm like, what do you want to know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a TV show, okay? Let me tell you everything. Let me tell you. Uh, yeah. Um, you don't get along with his family. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of a deal breaker. It's totally a deal breaker for me. Uh, he expects you to cook dinner every night. 
I mean, I would, I would try and negotiate that. I'm a really good negotiator. I like that. <laughs> but because I, I enjoy like I like eating in, but I'm not probably going to be the typical housewife. That's just not me. So, yeah. Um, so like, I mean, if that's like a, a must and like they have to have that typical housewife, then like, eh, that's not me. Like, it's not going to work out. Totally. Um, he has a bunch of inappropriate Instagram accounts that he follows. I guess it depends on like like why and like what it is <laughs> like naked girls oh yeah that's probably a, there's probably some underlying issues there i'm gonna say that's a deal breaker <laughs> it would be for me too um da, 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 let's pick a couple good ones okay he's a fan of you from the bachelor <laughs> um well is it like an admirable type thing or is it like i'm obsessed with you type thing mm, that's you're finding a loophole here. Right? Uh, because it matters. It's like, okay, if it's like, I really loved how you handled yourself. Like, I'm attracted to you. I no, like I you. That. Okay, no. Um, he's, so I'm going to go with the route that he's like obsessed. And that's creepy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's a deal breaker. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is creepy. Uh, okay. And then he, he has no manners. Oh, no, that's deal breaker. Yeah, me too. I need, I, need a, I need some manners. What about if he's a bad tipper? Tipper? like at a restaurant yeah i mean i feel like that that's something that's not that big because i feel like those are conversations that you can have you know what i mean i'd be like why are you so frugal like why aren't you like you know but i feel like that's something you could talk through whereas kind of the other that's true you can train them yeah yeah you can train them um okay well to end this off why don't you tell us um what you learned the most about yourself through all of this and where everybody can find you Okay. Um, okay. The, what I learned the most about my time on the show, um, I would say, honestly, it's just like something that I've kind of lived on my entire life, but it's definitely something that just like came out even more when I was on the show is like, know who you are, always stand up for what you believe in. And, um, yeah. And don't, and don't be ashamed of that, you know, and, and just because there's this pressure or there's these expectations of you, um, have high standards, know what you want and don't settle for anything less than that. Um, don't let other people define you. Don't let other people tell you what you should or shouldn't do. Uh, know, know who you are and know what you deserve and never settle for anything less than that. Oh, yes. Honey, I love it. <laughs> Snaps for you. Um, and, and before people know where they can find you, I'm sure they already do. But is there anything that we missed that you'd want to touch on that we didn't? Is there anything you want to say to everybody that that you just didn't get a chance to? You know, no. I mean, I I think we we did a good job of covering everything. Um, I really I really am appreciative of of all of those who have been so supportive and so encouraging during this time. You know, this is. This is something that was really hard to walk through. And like you said, it's hard being in a, in a position where a lot of people don't get to see all of you. They see, you know, what's on the TV screen and the little bit that there is on there. And like you said, like some of it's an edited version. And so it's, you know, they don't get to see the fullness of who you are. And that was really difficult. And so I just, I want to just like thank everyone, honestly, who have just been um, amazing and who kind of rallied around me during this hard time. And I'm really hard on myself. And so it's really encouraging, I think, to hear affirmations from other people and to know like, oh, I actually encouraged someone and I actually was able to help someone and help 
you know, like one of my favorite things was I actually remember after I, I shared, um, uh, I think it was the fantasy suite date with Peter. I remember getting on Twitter and I had all these girls tweeting at me saying, um, thank you for just like being unashamed of who you are and your standards. Like it's completely challenged me. And, and also one that, that tweeted at me and said that she had had a bunch of guys, uh, or a few guys Snapchat her and say, I'm sorry for the way that I treated you wow. and you deserve to be treated better. And because like, I see that, you know, there's value in treating women with respect and women who have high standards, like, you know, I, I apologize for not doing that. So that was like really, really touching and encouraging. And, um, just to know that, you know, you go through something hard and to know that you're able to somehow like encourage someone through that is, yeah. is really encouraging. So I just would say thank you to those, you know, who, who have come alongside me. But other than that, you know, I mean, I feel like, you know, I feel like we, we did a good job on touching on a lot of things. We did a really good job. And I can't believe I didn't bring up the whole time that you hung out with Selena Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> That's She's cool. great. She's amazing. I love her. She seems great and amazing. I just I think she's such a cool role role model and like a a good um a good person that's out there in that world. So that's cool that you have someone like and that. She was yeah. so and that too was like she really came alongside of me. Um I mean I hung out, I spent time with her right after the breakup. So uh she was really an awesome person just to lean on and just had so much wisdom, so much advice, um, and just did such a good job of loving on me during that time. So uh, yeah, she's she's amazing. Just as literally the most incredible human and just as what you would imagine her to be, she is in times 10. So. I have heard that. I have heard that through many people who have met her and know her that, that she is the real deal and very sweet and, and she seems that way. So that's and she's been through her fair share of, you know, media and relationships. So good person to, lots to have of in advice your corner. For me. <laughs> lots of advice, I'm sure. And then where uh, where can everybody find you and what do you have coming up next? Um, so, uh, as soon as this quarantine's over, my plans are to move out to LA and, uh, to kind of start, I don't know, this new chapter. I'm young, I'm single. I'm like, let's, uh, let's just, you know, I don't know. I'm like, I, I want to be adventurous and try new things and just kind of just put myself out there. I've lived in Alabama my whole life. So I'm like, let's do something new. Let's try something new. And so I'm going to go out there. I don't know if I'll love it. Might hate it. Might end up moving, but might love it. Might stay forever. So you never know. <laughs> You'll find out. And uh, Instagram, TikTok, tell me all the good stuff. Um, Instagram, at Maddie Pru, uh, TikTok at Maddie Pru. <laughs> you can find me, catch, catch me on TikTok. That is where I'm spending pretty much all of my time during quarantine. When I'm bored out of my mind, I am scrolling through TikTok and trying to remake these dances uh, 24-7. So it has been my favorite thing, honestly, during the start. It's, it's addicting. It honestly it is. is addicting. I'm like, someone needs to take this away from me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. It's literally uh, it's literally all I do. And then Jason will bust me like trying to like, learn I'm the trying dances. Trying to learn a dance. It's so funny. They we need to do an account like someone needs to do one where like the behind the scenes of like right. failing every TikTok. But really should. Well, thank you so so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your side of the story. And I know from personal experience that things can be really difficult and challenging. But I mean, so much light and so much beauty can come from this as well. And I'm sure you learned a lot along the way. So, um, and then maybe just you know when this comes out add a link and swipe up for your mascara. (laughs) 
right? <laughs> tell for, her, for tell me the people personally. what they want to know. <laughs> Give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. Thank you so much. Uh, and I'm Caitlin Bristow. I'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening to Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. Get new episodes every Tuesday exclusively on podcastone.com, the Podcast One app, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Who's that with OTV?